Welcome to episode 211 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Good morning. How's it going? Hello. I'm going well. How do you go this weekend? I, I go well as well. Good. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, uh, not not much happening around my household this weekend. Uh, just, I guess, trying to relax and catch up on some comics and stuff like that. So good, good weekend, I would say. Nice. Yeah. Indeed. I went to see the new Elvis movie yesterday, and I tell you this because... It has a bizarre echo to something we've talked about on the review show earlier this year. Interesting. Twice in one year, I've gotten to see a movie where Cody Smith McPhee puts on a cowboy shirt for an Australia, New Zealand area director to be in a period piece film. Interesting. It's, it's the same tall, gangly kid wearing awkward Western wear back, back in front of my eyes one more time. Okay, okay. How how was it though? How how was the movie? I enjoyed it. It's really kinetic. It moves like nothing I've ever seen before. If you've seen other Baz Luhrmann films, it's like that, but I feel like he cranked the dial up a couple more notches. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. My parents were interested in saying that. And I was like, "Oh, that's my Baz Luhrmann." They're just like, "I don't, mm. I, don't I don't know what that means i was like well he did that romeo and juliet movie he did the get down on netflix i know he has a lot of <laughs> other mm. like really good movies and stuff but he's always just extravagant with his like sense yeah. and stuff stuff well i like that so they're like oh cool well i guess we'll go see it then so i have yet to hear their review uh, mm -hmm. but good stuff Good stuff. Mm -hmm. What are we here to talk about this week, though, Melissa? We are continuing our ongoing monthly coverage of the TV show Fringe. This month we are talking about season three. Next month we'll talk about season four and so on. One more time until we watch season five and then that's it. That's all the show they made. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Season three of Fringe. We are in the thick of it right now. Yeah. Um, the let's, thickest let's start season. Off yeah let's start off right away with a kind of plot uh like here here's where the show has been here's where we are now um so if if you're just hopping in on this one and you're unsure of what the show is fringe is a tv show that was kind of like an x-files sh show mm. there was a mystery of the week uh that the fringe division of the s of the fbi would have to go and solve it were it was these science-based mysteries yeah. instead of su supernatural stuff um and as they quickly learn all of this stuff was kind of started by one walter bishop um, in his younger days, he was running all kinds of crazy, mad scientist exper experiments uh, in which he punched a hole into another universe <laughs> after his son got sick and died. 
and he figured he could save his son from the other universe, yeah. but in the process decided to kidnap him instead. Um, yeah. And it's basically the show is kind of following up on the consequences of mm. those actions. Um, yeah. When you give uh, psychic power creating drugs to a little girl in a lab experiment and then you steal a son from another universe, this is what happens when those kids grow up and fall in love with each other and, and get mad at you. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, so here in season three, um, we kind of pick up where uh, we, we, we found out that for sure this alternate universe exists. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the end, in the finale of season two, we learn that the main character, Olivia, that we've been following for two seasons, has now been replaced by the Olivia from the alternate yes. season or from the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they've switched places and no one in the main universe knows they don't realize mm-hmm. it. Um, and so we 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 have a, a infiltrator in into uh, into our main universe here. Um, as the season continues, we deal a lot more with the emotional fallout of uh, Walter kidnapping his son Peter from this alternate mm-hmm. universe, uh, and him slowly starting to realize that. Hey, that probably wasn't a good thing, and I'm probably gonna <laughs> have to let him go. I'm probably yeah. get, like, get like emotionally gonna have to not keep him here in this yeah 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 universe, but let him decide what he wants to mm. do. And if that means he wants to go back, then that's what it means, and I have to be okay with that. Mm. Um, so that's kind of an overall plot summary do you want to add anything to that of what's happening here in season three yeah season three you follow faux olivia's infiltration of the main universe and of that team and then you follow our prime olivia in universe b who they're trying to brainwash to believe no you've always been our olivia you're not a different one you're the one from here and it's her fighting back against that brainwashing and trying to get back to her home team uh, and then after she does uh, all the fallout of that, this sh- this is a season that took really big swings and uh, almost on the line of things going a little too far, getting a little too corny. But I think it all paid off for me. I I had a lot of fun through some cool twists and some really good character moments. This has always been the strength of the show. It's got yes, rad absolutely. sci-fi concepts. And it knows its characters really well. Yeah. Um, if if nothing else, that. Exactly yeah. that, right? Like, it knows its characters, and that has always been a strength of the show. Uh, this is where I think most people tune out of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this season had really, really low ratings. Uh, all the, like, just more and more pe- people kind of jumped off the boat as... A lot, a lot of people consider this show to have jumped the shark and have just gone off the rails. And I, I like I, 
I know where I end up on this show. I uh-huh. I know that by the end of the show, I think it wraps up beautifully. Mm-hmm. I do think this kind of middle portion of the show is like I'm wrestling with it because it yes rad sci-fi concepts i like the story they're telling but this is also not the show that this show started out oh no yeah like it's (laughs) it's completely something else and Mm -hmm. i i i think that's pretty easy to see that it's like well it's kind of abandoned what the show was at the start and yeah, it's, it's just grown beyond that. They're seeking out these episode of the week mysteries that then add up to this larger puzzle. And then they pretty much spend all their time on the larger puzzle from then ex- on. There exactly. is still a procedural element to the show. Like when we see our Olivia over there in Universe B, she still has to solve a case of the week that doesn't really add to the larger mythology at all. But you can see that the show is starting to get away from that and have just pure mythology episodes more often. Yeah. And and to to me, that's kind of what I'm wrestling with mm. is the 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 show had such a strong start as that that weekly procedural mystery of the week. Uh, and it it felt like it was slowly unraveling this mystery mm. and that that's what season one is and that's why i think a lot of people really like that first season um and then yeah it feels like they slowly want to get to more of a prestige television show but they're not that is the, the thing mm. right just, just by them abandoning that procedural weekly format to what if we focus on that larger mystery and just tell that story, no matter mm. what it is? It it really does feel like they're they're trying to. I mean, like I I don't begrudge them for trying to do something mm. more, for trying to grow yeah. beyond like their where this show started at. Um, and I like the idea of this show just being a prestige mm. show. But then it's also still weighed down by the idea of, like, oh, yeah, we forgot. This is a procedural. We need to do a like a weekly mystery here or like a now it's like a mystery of the month thing. And like once a month, they go on an actual case and solve that that thing. And so it just it still feels like there's this push and pull mm. between like do do we really want to be a like go full-blown like prestige well well maybe not because that like procedural mm. aspect was still really good and it, so it just feels like it's caught in the mm. middle if that makes sense that's how i feel I, about this season i think it's it's fairly well balanced because the mythology of the show and the character dynamics of the show are like really closely tied to each other mm-hmm. uh i watched all of x files and x files it's got the alien mythology and it's got Mulder and scully's relationship and those two things don't have a lot to do with each other but this is a show where the way the characters feel about each other the state that their relationship is in does have larger mythology like plot repercussions coming from it And in these one-shot Mystery of the Week episodes, 
you're still developing the characters, building their relationship. And that does add to this larger plot. Mm -hmm. There's even an episode that might feel like it's filler. You do get something valuable that does add to this larger picture that they're drawing. For sure. For sure. And yeah, we start to uncover some new mysteries in this Mm -hmm. season. Um, all, all sorts of exciting stuff. Uh, it, it like as, as much as I'm wrestling with that, it's still a good show. Like it's still, it, 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 it just, yeah, you have to be down for the ride. I think, um, Mm, it's, mm. it's definitely going places. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it, it is a ride. It is a lot more. It is more procedural than other shows of this type, other sci-fi dramas of this type, but it's also way more uh, invested than a procedural is. It is this odd space. I think it's in a good relationship to itself. You're right. It is an outlier in larger television, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. This is the first procedural I've gone back and watched in a long time, and there's... I have to put myself in a headspace I haven't been in in several years. There was a plot event that I was waiting to happen in the show. I'm like, how long are things going to be in this state? When is this going to change? When is this going to happen? How long am I going to be here? When am I waiting for this climax to happen? And then I realized, oh, the mid-season finale. Once you get like nine or ten episodes in, that's when that thing happens because that's when you break for the holidays. That's a, an arc I've completely forgotten about watching like streaming and shows for the last couple of years. You forget about the network TV structure yeah. that this show is operating off of. Yeah. And it was interesting because this was around the time when that mid-season finale trend got started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, like it, it, it used to just not be a thing. They used to just go and mm-hmm. go and go and go until the finale of that season. And that was it. Uh, but then, yeah, as uh, all, all sorts of hackers, but they 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 eventually started to do this mid-season finale and season three of Fringe definitely has that like mid-season. Mm-hmm. Here's the big like, boom, yeah. here's our, our big heavy hitting episode, but you still have half of this season after that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. There you go. Season three of Fringe. Um, of course, after this one, we'll be back for season four and season five uh, in the coming months. Um, but I say this is a good time to take a quick break for some housekeeping. And when we come back, we can dive into season three and discuss some spoilers and stuff like that. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. 
and we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for supporting us. It means a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. We have our reactions to Miss Marvel uh, on the Reactor Core. That's up on the podcast feed of the Reactor Core, as well as our YouTube page. Uh, we also have our reactions to the finale, the second half of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, if you mm-hmm. guys are interested in that, please go check it out. Uh, Crossplay, uh, our video game podcast. We just kind of officially wrapped up Summer Game Fest, our the like last straggling uh, showcases we talked about this week. Uh, a, a big update for Crossplay. Uh, Gino is actually g- g- going to be stepping down a, a bit taking a back seat he'll still be on our our patreon exclusive stuff he'll still mm-hmm. be, be on as as much as we can get him on um but with his new job and life just getting in the way mm-hmm. it's not really working for us to have everyone on the show at the same time uh and he he wants to take a step back uh so that's big housekeeping for crossplay uh and then on the captain's log uh, this coming week will be our annual trivia night. Uh, so yes. get exci- excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've d- 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 done this for the past couple years. We always have a blast. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. kind of general pop culture tr- trivia. Ignacio likes to to jo- join us uh, on on that one. Um, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's so Good, good, good. But yeah, we've been uh, having a blast on the captain's log as well. So go check out all of our Mm -hmm. shows here at the Whatnots. That would mean a lot if you guys did. But I think that is about it for housekeeping. So I will take us into spoilers. All right. So we kind of have to start with where this season picks up with the idea uh-huh. that uh our olivias have been switched we now have <laughs> folivia uh uh-huh. on, on this side we we, we have walternet and folivia uh, <laughs> great names um but but yeah we have folivia here in the main universe uh mm-hmm. trying to make it and uh just not not get caught that she is the fake one well i i don't remember exactly how they got switched but somehow in the chaos it was during that um last battle yeah uh that fight at the end of last season's finale yeah folivia like knocked our olivia out and snuck over there with them like yep it's me I'm I'm the one you came over here with. Uh, I'm definitely the one who kissed Peter. It's me. Take me home. Yep. Don't don't worry about my different hairstyle. That well, d- well because our Olivia had dyed her hair to pretend to be Folivia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So we spend, as you said, the first half of this season, basically, 
with her in this main prime universe. Um, and she is just trying to keep her cover uh, and do all of that stuff. And I think the big thing that comes out of that is she basically starts up a relationship with Peter. Yeah. Uh, she can very quickly tell that they had something together. And so yes. she just kind of jumps in thinking it's the natural thing to do. Uh, mm. And they end up having a relationship and end up having sex and she gets pregnant. That is kind yeah. of the, like big, big thing uh, with that, that we haven't truly dealt with yet. Yeah. Uh, in Just this fascinating. Season. Yeah. The structure of this season is so interesting to me. I left season two thinking that season three and I didn't know how long they were going to be switched. Again, I forgot about the concept of mid season finale. Like yeah. I could have predicted, oh, like nine or ten episodes. But I was like, is this the whole season? Like, how long does she play this game? Is there a part where everybody does become suspicious of her, where they do realize, wait a minute, did we get the wrong one? <laughs> like, they're biologically the same. They're the same in both universes. Are we sure? Sh should we develop a code word? How can we test her? And it doesn't get to that point. Like, Peter notices Olivia is different. He brings that up to her and she says, well, just after everything I went through, going to that alternate universe, the trauma of losing you and bringing you back and meeting another me, it does make me look at myself differently. I am behaving differently. And he's like, makes sense. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like he, he accepts it. It's, he's never suspicious of it until our Olivia is able to like break through and like get somebody to call him and be like, I'm supposed to call somebody named Peter Bishop and tell him like Olivia needs help. And he's like, oh, oh, no. And there's this great scene where he like he gets this call in the middle of the night and he like plays it off like, oh, it's it's nothing. Telemarketer. I'm eligible for unprecedented savings. <laughs> She's like at midnight. He's like, it's never too late for savings. And then you see him <laughs> lie there awake for two hours, staring at the clock, thinking about the last several months of his life and come to the realization that he's made a huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Which really sucks. Um, yeah. I, I was surprised we never got the suspicion of her infiltration. Like full Livia completely pulls it off until someone just tells him, hey, your yeah. Olivia is still out here. I mean, he he has multiple reasons kind of not mm. to question it, because, yeah, you mentioned yeah. the one of uh, the, the 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 trauma of just being on the opposite side and going to this alternate universe. But then for him personally, like he has been trying to build this relationship with yeah. Olivia and yeah, now they're finally in a relationship. And so it it appears that she has kind of let some of her walls down, at least yeah. to him, which is kind of what you do in a relationship, right? You start to let those walls down mm. and be a bit more vulnerable with your partner. And hopefully mm. that goes smoothly. Um, and and yeah, so he he also thinks it's just them being in a relationship like he's yes. finally getting to know the real Olivia. Um, yeah, or, or that like this relationship is finally starting to change them and she's happier and she's she smiles more often and she uh, just just stuff like that, yeah. that, 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 that. And 
he notices and mm. at he's like huh yeah she's different but she, he has just so many reasons so many excuses yeah. to just kind of be like well I, I guess it's fine um, yes and so yeah there's no one that is questioning it um it yeah but but yeah you, you're right it's at least in- interesting that no one else it like mm-hmm. it, this would have been a great time for astrid to just be like hey guys i don't think, <laughs> like the, astrid just like, our puzzle cracker right yeah like if if she had like i think that would have been an interesting plot for her for her this main character but this side character that we still like she is a great character but is someone that we know the least on the team Mm, and so for mm. her to speak up and be like hey i don't think this is our olivia or there's something wrong here Mm -hmm. like you can see why they might be dismissive um of uh, just in 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 terms of the way stories typically yeah go right it's like oh no no it's fine like she's she Mm -hmm. had she had to deal with so much on the other yeah universe um that's not how they they went there and i I think it also makes sense the way that this story went in an interesting way but it's not what i expected yeah yeah i was not expecting this to be a one-sided thing where our of course our olivia is going to try and get back home but they never think our Olivia's over there. We have to get her back until the episode when it's revealed. And then it does take one episode. They do get her back in one episode, which yeah. is a quick turnaround. I also want to talk about that baby that yes. our Olivia, that, um, that faux Olivia doesn't know she's pregnant until she's been back home. She's there for a couple weeks. There's a bug episode where she thinks there's like a mutant bug in her. Then it's like, no, you're, pregnant that's what that is yeah and she had and then like the you know walternate and and evil brandon uh accelerate her pregnancy because they they have this magic machine that you put peter in and it like blows up one of the universes they're like okay we don't have peter but now we have this baby with half of peter's dna in it that's good enough so accelerate her pregnancy this very harrowing episode she has the baby. Uh, and then there's this woman who had no idea she was pregnant. She's probably known she's pregnant for like a week or two at this point. Is kidnapped, goes under these science experiments, has a baby within a day, and suddenly just has to be mom. Has to come up with a name for the kids so suddenly. Such a sharp turnaround. Yeah. And it really makes you feel for this character every... Uh, she went over there and infiltrated the team because she is a trained soldier for her side. And Walternate has convinced her that other universe, they're against us. They made the first strike. They took my son. They're the enemy. Go over there, infiltrate them, destroy them. And like, she's not a, a bad person. You do see a lot of our Olivia in her. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the season does do a good job of illustrating that in her, that she is absolutely dedicated to her job just the same way our olivia is and then to have her this to give her the storyline where she very suddenly <clears throat> abruptly unexpectedly has to transition into this different role in her life does a lot to make you feel for olivia yeah but that baby 
by the end of the season, nobody in Universe A knows about that baby. That yeah. baby is not picked up on. Not that like the the show drops that storyline. Just plot wise, there they is not an opportunity. She was pregnant. They didn't right. know. And then when they switched yeah. the back, yeah, it's not like they see a pregnant Olivia next time right. they go to the alternate universe. Um, yeah, they, they just they, they don't know. Yeah, I think that's another fascinating choice that just the way the plot mechanics lined up, there was not an opportunity for that many people to learn about that baby. That's not what the climax of the season is, is Peter learning he's a father. No, we, we don't get there. And yeah. I think these choices that the show makes are very interesting, that you feel like you can see the game plan laid out ahead of you. And they're like, no, we're going to take a real sharp turn here. Yeah. yeah. What if there was no Peter? What if Peter just straight up vanished from the face of the earth? That's how this season ends. Yeah, indeed. Um so on the opposite side, we've we've mm. mentioned Folivia here in the Prime Universe. Uh, the main Olivia, Prime Olivia, um, is in the alternate universe, and yeah, as you mentioned, she is being brainwashed into mm -hmm. thinking that she is the correct Olivia. She has always been there. She's always helped those people like like everything is normal don't worry this is your life it always has been mm -hmm. um and it's not taking at first exactly but eventually it does take for a little while um yeah and she yeah she she works some cases with them uh but she like she's still like it it, it works but she still has a, a, like a suspicion in the back that like mm -hmm. something is wrong or like i'm forgetting something like that kind of feeling right um and then yeah she eventually kind of figures it out and tries to escape uh and that's where we meet uh, an, an actor that i really like andre andre royo yes um, he, he's a great actor oh. Uh, he plays a taxi cab driver. I think his name was Henry in this one. Right? Henry that... Higgins. Do you know what the joke is there? Uh, uh, no. Because he's a cab driver driving this woman around. It's a playoff of my fair lady. Okay. Okay. That's the main character from the musical My Fair Lady. Interesting. The lady was to pay him a fare yeah. as a cab driver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay i get it i get it now um <laughs> but but yeah he's that like i his character in this show i love him he's great yes. a great yes. addition to the cast where he yeah is kind of held captive held hostage by our olivia as she tries mm. to escape and find sanctuary and get home and he's just being held at gunpoint being like okay crazy lady like who thinks she's from an alternate universe and being mm -hmm. brainwashed i don't know but mm -hmm. then he like he can kind of eventually tell that yeah he's like she's not actually trying to hurt him yeah doesn't really want him to get involved even though she has threatened my fit like she seems like she's genuine about this mm -hmm. and so he has this suspicion and yeah he ends up 
kind of remaining behind once he once once she kind of lets him off the hook to just kind of keep an eye on on her and yeah mm-hmm. does kind of realize that there is this government agency that's after her making sure to do all of this and so he's just yeah he has this connection to 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 her which is this really sweet connection and henry's such a good character yeah i, I just good old henry <laughs> right i love that he got to know our olivia and then mm-hmm. he doesn't know that they got switched back so sometimes he will like drive by olivia's apartment and it's back to being faux olivia she lives there now because he just met this woman in the strange circumstance and he was worried about her and he's like yeah. just drive by every once in a while to check on her so when she's kidnapped by these scientists he gets brought in he winds up delivering her baby it's this show deals in such strong but very specific emotions where you feel for henry who is bonded to this woman and suddenly he has to to step in and help the copy of the woman who he knew and full olivia like doesn't know him but recognizes how much he cared for who he thought was her uh, and yeah. then that's what she ends up naming the baby after. She had no idea. She had no time to think of a name. I will name it after this helpful man I just met. This is baby Henry. Yeah. Yeah. It, indeed. Um, God, it's such a good character. But yeah, yeah. Like I, I really like uh, the like escape scenes and Olivia trying to get back to the main universe mm-hmm. and she manages it a couple t- times yeah. just to to be in the gift shop of of the yes. of the statue of liberty right and and f- finally sees someone is just like Peter Bishop call him tell him <laughs> I need help and then she's yeah. gone I love that I love she can psychically project in our universe and i love the gift shop as this liminal space between worlds yeah the gift shop the statue of liberty man i just like that 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 is an interesting thing too i, I don't think we mentioned it last time right that the the department of the def- of, of defense is in the statue of liberty that's where they've like yeah. made their headquarters um which is in and in, she's interesting choice especially since the statue of liberty is kind of this is is supposed to be this beacon of hope yeah uh, especially for people trying to find sanctuary in the united states right whereas it's still a beacon of hope in this alternate universe but it is this much more militaristic defensive uh, yes branch which is that they're they're obviously well liked like when they go to the crime Mm. scenes they're like they are um like they are immediately recognized they seem to be treated well at least by the uh, uh, other departments of the Mm. government we do know that there is some uh, protesting going on about people being stuck in amber and stuff like that so they're not as liked by everyone but i think generally speaking it's safe to say that they are pretty well liked which is interesting considering how militaristic they are and how like looming like how much of a looming threat they are to 
our main universe. Yeah. The energy of the the fringe division in universe B is so interesting that they are more militaristic. They are tougher and harder, but they're also more casual and more quippy. Like that Olivia wears cargo pants. Their broils just wears a t-shirt. He's just wearing yeah. under armor on the job. <laughs> and in our really universe, does, yeah. everybody is very formal and like they're wearing suits uh, and they're not as open, but they have so much more heart to them. It's fascinating for sure. Um, so yeah, we, so we've mentioned kind of both of the Olivia's, uh, all the stuff that's been happening to them in the first part of the season. Uh, in in the midst of that, one of the things that Peter is going through uh, is that he is discovering that there is this machine. Yeah, there there is th- this kind of weird machine that Walter Knit has built. Uh, he's not really sure what it's for, but he finds this drawing uh, of what he assumes is himself. Uh, in the <laughs> middle of this machine, in this like Christ-like pose, yeah. Uh, in the, in the midst, or not, it, it's, right. it's like it's it's both Christ-like as well as like tortured device, like arms right. and legs he's got a little his, like, spread. Yeah. He's not he's not crucified, but he like his arms right. and legs are are sp- spread out, and he's yeah. attached in this machine, this weird sci-fi <laughs> machine. He's also shirtless in this diagram, which mm-hmm. I think is so funny. And whoever drew this is like, well, why would he be wearing a shirt? Let's don't draw shirts. Shirt. Not necessary. Some assembly and they re- don't, required. They don't bring it up. So when he climbs into the machine in our universe for the first time and it doesn't work, I'm like, Peter, it's because you were wearing the shirt. You didn't follow the diagram. Batteries and shirt said, not included. <laughs> topless it only works if topless come on take it off (laughs) (laughs) um but 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 yeah so there there is this mystery of what is this machine exactly what is it supposed to do why am i connected to this Mm. machine both literally in this picture and what do i have to do with it in general um and as they investigate that mystery, uh, we learn that this, this this machine might be involved with the first people, the people yeah. that came before the, the first civilization before Adam and Eve. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's it's interesting to me because that's a concept in the video games Assassin's Creed creed oh like it's in that series i know it's been in sci-fi like oh there's this like ancient race of people yeah. that came before and they had a, a super advanced technology and all this stuff and something wiped them out um and, and we, we get that mystery here in this that there were people that came before and they discovered this device that is linked to creation and destruction destruction and all sorts of stuff um and we learned that our good pal sam weiss uh may or may not be connected to these first people mm-hmm. uh that he is a descendant of them he, it turns out he is like sam weiss the like 25th or something yeah like that um 
God, it just like there's just so many weird things going on uh, mm. in in this. Um, but eventually we learn that this device, yes, is basically a weapon. It is a device created to destroy uh, the main universe. Um, and Peter is the key. He is the tr- 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 trigger. This is the mm. way in which Walter Nitt will get his revenge on main Walter, Walter Prime. Uh, by yep. using his own son as the trigger for this device to destroy the main universe here, or what we've considered the main universe. That's always a weird thing to me in sci-fi stories that have alternate mm-hmm. universes, especially if they're more parallel, right? Yeah. That, like, why is one considered the main universe? And it's always the one that you started following. Like, why is that? So, like, that's always a thing. And it's always a like, well, the one that you started out fa- fa- ha- ha- following is the more important one. That's the one that deserves to survive and all of that stuff. I just, I don't un- understand. I- like, why? Why isn't there sci-fi stuff? I mean, there, there pr- probably is something. But like, why isn't there a, st- a story where the one you've been following discovers alternate EA universes and finds out they're the ones that aren't important mm-hmm. and that th- like they need to sacrifice them? That that's just the whole I s- feel like side thing. But one of the questions of this show is uh, people in either universe learning about how much destruction they have wrought on the other oh, for universe. Sure, yeah. And that is how the the this season ends peter like builds them he, his brain gets like split almost like he he goes into the machine he leaves his shirt on so it doesn't work he gets blown across the room he gets a concussion and his brain seems like split between both universes he's got like an awareness of both of them he like he looks at walter and he kind of sees both walters and mm. Then his brain gets sent 15 years into the future. We get a future episode. But the finale ends with he like layers both universes over each other in this like room where that machine is stored. And he's created this like clubhouse that both universes can access. And he's like, you two have to learn to get along with each other. If you keep fighting, you will straight up destroy both of you. We are done with this mutually assured destruction. Figure it out. You're not so different. You can team up. You can work on this. Side note, as as we are mentioning the universes destroying and stuff, I want to quickly go back to one of the scenes where Olivia psychically projects herself into the gift shop. Yeah. And the first thing we see is a snow globe fall off and shatter which yes, is the yes. the symbolism that Nana Sharp was like. <laughs> this is what happens when Smash. universes smash into one 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 and the other, and that's just the first thing that we, right. we see. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's fantastic. This I show love is very it. good at at repeated motifs yes. like that. This is a show good that's stuff. very aware of it. Like it pays attention to its own history. Uh, one neat little touch i liked in this season is last season we had the musical episode the jukebox musical episode 
And Olivia sings to Peter in that in that musical fantasy for once in my life by Stevie Wonder. And there's an episode this season where the two of them go to a bar and he like goes over and puts some song on the jukebox and you barely even hear it. It's like real quiet in the background. And it's that song again. Interesting. Good stuff. Um, but, but, but yeah, that, that was just a side note thing that I, I had to mm-hmm. mention. You reminded me of. Um, but yeah, the, Peter is, is like, hey, you, have, you guys have to work together. Figure it out. And then Peter disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just gone. Lip- right he, he doesn't dust away it's there's just like a wipe <laughs> he, just, he, just, he so quickly nobody notices nobody yeah. misses him yeah so and then you cut outside and there's all these observers ahead. standing in like neat geometric lines and they're like yes he served his purpose he is gone finally we are rid of him <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about peter anymore we can be free yeah um, yeah, so it, it definitely leaves the show in an interesting place, um, where, whereas, yeah, the start of the next one is, oh no, we have the wrong Olivia. This next one will start, oh no, Peter doesn't exist. Like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> oh. I, again, I love that this show leans into the sci-fi concepts and gives you really specific emotional conflicts that you couldn't find in another show like mm-hmm. another show might have a case of adultery but this show has peter sleeping with faux olivia completely believing that she is his olivia and like he he confesses all of this to her when she comes back which i really appreciate that like he's yep. learned his lesson from everything he's been through with like walter not telling him he's from another dimension he's like as soon as i get the chance i am telling her everything i'm telling her exactly what happened i'm not lying to her and he's like, I believed she was you. I had the relationship we wanted us to have. And he, and he's, that's such a specific feeling that no human being has ever had. You right. can have my boyfriend cheated on me. Maybe even have my boyfriend cheated on me with my twin sister or something like that. But that's no, the, the my closest boy- thing. But it, it's 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 right. it's like no, because you can go to their house again it's like no this one's from another universe <laughs> right like he's never gonna see her again and olivia's journey coming back and like seeing that faux olivia took uh, this blossoming relationship she wanted to have with peter which isn't off the table it doesn't seem like he's like mm-hmm. now i don't want to do it with you i'm burnt out i did my olivia relationship i'm done now old like, news <laughs> right no it seems like he's he could pick that back up again with her, but she's like, she goes through her apartment and she's like, she slept in my bed. She touched all my clothes. Like she feels absolutely like infected and corrupted. And she's like, I can't like live in yeah. my life anymore. Cause she took it over. It's all hers. You were hers. I can't be with you. That's something no other show, but fringe is going to give you that emotional depth to that level of, I like that the show is like, we're going to do things that only us can do. We are not going to play by any sort of normal playbook. We are writing our rules ourselves. We are going to go on our own individual journey. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like, that's, that's the thing. As much as I like, as much as I kind of find season three and 
to be honest, I don't remember exactly how I felt about season four. But as 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 much as I feel like season three is kind of one of the lower points of the show in 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 terms of that, like, well, it's now no longer what the show started out mm. as. Right. I, like. The things that they are doing as the like prestige show that it's trying to be is good. It's mm. fun. I like it. I, I I just wish that it wasn't also trying to do the procedural stuff. Yeah. Like if 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 they completely dropped that and that's all this show was, it was this prestige show. I did, who knows what that word right. prestige means exactly, right? But like it j- just that thing where it's not a mystery of the week style show if it was always that this stuff would be phenomenal and it's it it still is and like i but it's just they still have that like but wait you're a a procedural like you need to do that every once in a while and it just feels like it's holding the show back Mm. if that makes sense um so, yeah, like I still absolutely have a great time with all of these sci fi happenings and concepts and weird things. You slept with my alternate from a parallel yeah. universe. Um, and yeah, like it's stuff that I like as a big sci fi fan. Mm. All of this is like, this is great. I love this. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's a completely different show than where this started out as so i i like that journey i i bought this kindle earlier this year for all the comics that we read on this show and i thought i've never read an actual ebook on this let let me get back to reading a prose book which i don't do so much anymore and i'm flipping through like the kindle library the hoopla like public library app where you can get all these free ebooks and I'm finding things that, and I wanted something else that felt vaguely similar to this. I love a fringe. I love an X-Files. And I was finding things that were either straight up serial killers all the way through or book one. I'm half demon. My partner is a man who transforms into a panther. And it's either too normal or too, too intense, too much off the bat. If it started at one and went to the other, I would have a great time. That would be exactly what I'm looking for. I, I like that the show is it started out as this procedural and is picking up as it goes along. OK, Olivia was tested on as a kid and she's got psychic powers. Peter's from another dimension. They yeah. cross over to the other dimension. Like it slowly rolls along and adds all this stuff onto it. And grows with it like you can see where you've been and there's a great excitement and mystery about where you're going. I like what the show does. I like that it it is changing its formula to fit its needs as it grows. And it didn't sure. start. Episode one does not feel the way that the season three finale feels. I like that. I, I like the growth. I like the arc. I, I don't know if I would have. If the show would have played the same if we had everything that we have now in the first episode. Like, sure. This yeah. is Detective Olivia Dunham. Uh, she is psychic she can see into another dimension this is peter he's from another dimension that's fair indeed um i i 
guess a little bit of spoilers for when we cover season five and what one of my recommendations will, will ah. be after the show. Uh, the, the Netflix show Lucifer um, that, that we, yeah. we, we watched first the, the first season mm. of that show here on the review show a number of years back. Uh, but then I went on to continue watching that entire show and it's a similar show in the sense that it's it is a procedural, right? Mm. Uh, but there is this overarching story uh, that it is trying to t- tell. Um, and what what I liked about that sh- show is that yeah, it it kept the procedural aspect, but it was these bigger uh, like mid season finales or mm. season finales where it like that is when it dives into the like okay now we're gonna drop the procedural and we will do the uh like here is the prestige television series thing so it it saved like like each week when they do the mystery of the week or the crime of the week thing right it still plants some seeds here and there. It progresses things. The character relationships move along, but it's not mm. until that mid season finale that it culminates. And it like, mm. that's when they're like, okay, we're not going to do a new mystery this week. We're just going to do the, like it has a bit more of that. Whereas mm. this just kind of completely abandons the mystery of the week thing here. And I, I think like that's the I don't want to say I like the way Lucifer did that better per se. Mm-hmm. But I think it is another way to do what this show is trying to do here. And I think it is maybe what more people were hoping for um of just to like hey let me like i still want that crime of the week let's solve weird science mysteries right because that sounds fun um and then on top of that yeah what's going on with peter and olivia what's happening with this alternate yeah. universe right um so it, it just it's it's interesting that you can get multiple examples like that i i, I think i would kind of like to see what this show would have been like if it was that version if it stayed with it but at the same time i'm glad it's not like i i'm glad Mm. that it has evolved and changed because that's something also really rare with a tv show that you don't see it change so much that it has become a completely different show and i kind of like that Mm -hmm. so good stuff let's Talk about some of the other big swings that this season takes. Yes, How do you feel about William Bell taking over Olivia's consciousness? I thought it was great. I loved it. Me too. Good, good. <laughs> it's, it's such ju- a. It's d- 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 dumb enough that you're just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> right? yeah. <But> fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun to see. It's the performance that sells it. Anator channeling Leonard Nimoy, the rasp yes. in her voice, the her cadence. She's able to do the one eyebrow raise like she did her homework. It's an incredible performance. It's one of my highlights of the review show year so far. Like yeah. that sells it. If it was just he took over her body and it was 
a similar performance just scripted differently like it would not feel the same it wouldn't work it would feel so tacked on and unnecessary but because the show gets to give give this actress a completely different layer of performance she's never had you get everybody else in the team like Walter loves it Walter's so excited oh, to have belly back joyful he is glee. everybody he else is just radiating <laughs> Everybody else hates it. Peter can't even look at Olivia for too long. I love that. He like can't like, make eye this contact is weird. with her. I want to sleep with you, but you're an old <laughs> man. Also, I like I- <laughs> exactly. And they try this experiment to like pull his consciousness out of her, and it doesn't work. And they have to take Olivia to the hospital. And when the ER nurses is like talking to Walter and Peter, and she's like, "Unless you're next of kin, you gentlemen have to get out of here." And both of them say at the same time, Peter says, she's my girlfriend. And Walter says, he's my partner. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Like, that's the one instance of girlfriend we get. I like, like, we don't know if she knows that he's thinking about her that way exactly quite yet. I like that admission of something that we don't have proof has been admitted in any other context. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I mentioned how this show is interesting because this is right when the trend of that mid-season finale mm. kind of has gotten started. Uh, this is also like at the start of seeing these weekly procedural mystery of the week, crime of the week style shows doing these weird things where it's like, yeah, we'll have a musical episode. Yeah, we'll have an animated episode, which we also get here in this yes. season. But this just is the, one the, episode. The, the like, yeah, we'll have an episode where Anna Torv is ch- channeling. Uh, <laughs> it just it's so wild that like they can do that. Like you can see, see them starting to play with the formula a little bit yes. more. And it's not just the like. Every episode is a new crime, new mystery. And then at the end, it kind of resets, even though it has this overall plot. Like, like they are actively thinking of new ways to change that formula, uh-huh. um, which is really neat. I like I, I enjoy yeah. that a lot. Um, and so while I might not be into that, like. Story that that like fable story once upon a time there was a man yeah. and it was the like crime noir thing that we got yeah. in season two like I, I like the crime noir aspect but i wasn't so into the like fairy tale aspect that they had in in, in that it's the same kind of thing here like huh i don't like i like the shared hallucination dream state mm. concept I don't know if I really like the animated episode I, that we got here. I like that it is animated. Uh, I like that. St- I, I like it as a stylistic choice. Sure. I don't know if I like the execution of how the actual animation looks. I sure. feel like nobody quite looks like themselves. I will give you that. I like the idea of having an yes. animated thing, but... I don't know if this was it. This was the right choice. I, I don't know. I wish it was weirder. Uh, this LSD episode, the name of the episode is like Lysergic Acid 
acid dithalamide. It's like whatever LSD stands for. Like they all have to take these mm-hmm. drugs, go under, go into Olivia's subconscious, like pull her out, pull William Bell out. They're going to put him in a computer like Armin Zola. Uh, and then Broyles is there monitoring and he like accidentally like touches it. And then he's just high as a kite staring at a red vine twisting it around like i can see it spiral forever (laughs) astrid i can see eternity i'm scared astrid hold my hand (laughs) hold me (laughs) (laughs) i'm so happy he gets to have this opportunity he's so so serious and now he just gets to be like bug-eyed and 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 wild and he he has seen death (laughs) yep I love that this episode gets to same thing with with the musical episode last season. It was a musical and a crime noir and this fairy tale fable. And this is like it's the drug trip episode and the going into somebody's subconscious episode in the animated episode. It's all these different things layered on top of each other. Yeah. I I wish the animated part got weirder than it did. Uh, right, yeah. It's a a very practical thing in that it allows them to have William Bell around without uh taking the the elderly Leonard Nimoy to set and filming him. So at service to him, it lets him do things like have a fight inside a, a Zeppelin, but like it lets him do this action stuff, but I want it to be trippier. It's a trip. Get weirder yes. than this. Like yeah, escalate the- it a little bit more. The weird thing is that it's animated, not that there's weird. Thi- I mean, there are weird yes, things going yes. on in there, but like it's not weird enough in the. Yes, exactly. Shared consciousness. Thing. Like, I almost wish that they went like full Twin Peaks, right? Like, j- d- like keep it l- live action and just do the red room. They're talking backwards, but it like. The actors are actually saying the lines backward. It's not that they just re- like uh, the, 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 the whole thing, how they did that. Tw- that Twin Peaks scene is just like a chef's yes. kiss. Like that yes. is bizarre. That is like something is off dream state bizarre. Whereas this is just like, oh, it's an animated thing where they're on a Zeppelin. Like that seems normal. Right. Right. Yeah, this seems like a normal action movie and you're animating it yes. because you don't have the budget or capabilities to do an action movie. Or, or, yeah, or you have the budget to spend on some stuff, but you don't necessarily need to spend it on, like, weird sci-fi effects. So you're just like, how do we justify keeping this But Let's make it animated. Let's hire a bunch of animators and just give them, a, right? I, I do like that Walter thinks in a thought bubble. Uh, and you wonder if that's almost him consciously like, I'm a cartoon now. Generate thought bubble. Come on, Walter, you can do it. And that Broyles tripping out in the real world sees like a cartoon bird flying around. Yeah. Love a cartoon bird. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I like that this show is experimenting with that stuff. It's neat to see, like, in in early example of this because i've i've seen them do stuff like this in lucifer in uh Mm. legends of tomorrow in the flash in supergirl um in river stuff like that who who knows if like i it happens a lot on the like cw like teen centric stuff but i like who knows if this is like on 
like CSI Miami or like Law and Order SVU, right? Where they do a musical episode or they do. Do you know the show The Blacklist where James yes. Spader wears a hat? There was some episode that they were filming in March 2020 and they got all but like 15% of it filmed before I, they had yeah. to go home in quarantine. And they animated the remaining couple minutes that they needed to film. But that <laughs> like was they just out put of like, necessity. That, like, that yes, was like yes. out of necessity. Like I want them to just do like, hey, it's the like every season for our christmas season we're making it claymation right like right like the old do a school, community like yeah like the old school like rudolph movies or stuff like that like i want them to just have fun for the sake of having fun right like we mr robot was a show that played around a lot with format and structure and genre conventions and these artistic things like this episode has no dialogue. This episode's all a one shot. This episode is staged like it's a black box play. But he was mm -hmm. never a cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas that that show is also not a procedural like it, it yeah. is the prestige. But like, that's the thing, like procedurals are so formulaic and people love that formula. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Uh, like, that's why Law and Order is had like the reruns kill still right like that's why there's like five spin-offs of csi there's like 16 of them right we still get these shows that follow that formula but we we, we also need ways to kind of change it and play around yeah. with it and so I, yeah. I like when they do stuff like this as weird as it gets or even if it doesn't hit like it's just it's a trip to to see like oh yeah. they did a thing where it's like who framed Roger Rabbit? They've just decided to animate like one character is just tripping balls and he sees all of these like birds flying mm. around and there's a talking rabbit and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, I like when they do stuff like that. Yes. Um, I love that this is a show that started out as a procedural, broke its formula and really puts a lot into that breaking up that formula like it set it up to break it and yep. i will always take a show that is weirder than it needs to be i'll take too weird over too normal for too long yeah like that I like, if, if nothing else i commend this show for breaking the formula as yeah. much as it did right and again, a lot of people feel like the show went downhill very fast and it jumped the shark and all of that. Stuff, right. But like there's like I don't know if I can really name another show that evolved this much. Yeah. And took that that risk. And I I I think that's a good thing. Mm hmm. Other shows need to be as brave as French. Indeed. 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 Let's Let's talk some about this finale uh, where Peter, shirt on, incorrect form, is going to go, <laughs> go into this machine and Lame. try and like. <laughs> Didn't get to see a topless Peter. <laughs> right. Like the shit. Like, well, I think we do. Look, we do get a, a couple nice minutes of him and Olivia just cuddling in bed together. And I'm very happy that the show. Uh, for as quickly as it moves along, how like little time they actually get to spend being a couple. 
the show will give us a couple minutes here and there of them being together. Like, not mm-hmm. in terms of episode length. Like, they don't get a season to be happy. They get a handful of episodes to be happy. But within those episodes, there's, like, a, a couple minutes of them cuddling. You know, we, sure. he, he's apparently got some adjunct lab on the Harvard campus where he's working on parts of this machine, like, away from Walter. And he pulls Olivia over there to, like, reveal this to her and talk to her about it. And she's like, oh, I thought you wanted to, like, make out, like, college kits. <laughs> I mean, they still could. It's his secret right. lab. Right? I would love that. That she's like, I've always make wanted to make sh- out in front of it, it a Harvard secret lab. <laughs> There's an make experiment that Walter and lab. Astrid do. <laughs> it's an experiment they do in the finale that involves like lightning. It's a straight up Ben Franklin key on a kite. So they do it outside. I'm like, why doesn't this show spend more time? doing experiments outside in full view of the Harvard campus. Remind me that they're not just in a lab somewhere. They are at Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or just doing experiments period. Yeah. Like, sure. Like they're mainly there to solve crimes and stuff like that. And most of it is solved just by Walter knowing like, Oh, I experimented on this back in the seventies and eighties. Right. He doesn't experiment so much as he remembers times he has experimented. Exactly. I I would love to see him like actually be stumped and have to experiment Mm -hmm. like in real time or or just be like, hey, we've seen a couple cases like this before and we've managed to like help them out Mm. and stuff like that. But it makes me want to experiment on this thing. And that he, he's yeah. just like running experiments in the, in the back there. Um, that'd be that'd be fun. We get a little bit of it in this finale where he is. There's this arc this whole season of him dealing with the fact that William Bell took parts of his brain out mm-hmm. seemingly for his own good. Uh, but he looks at Walternet, who has a complete brain and he doesn't want to be in terms of his of his character, of his morals, of his limits, the man that Walternet is. But he wants to be that smart. He feels like he's not as smart as Walternet is. And he's struggling to make up for this. And there's times the season where Walter really hits a wall and does not know what to do. And I think that's fascinating. And I like that we get a scene of that in the finale. And this sort of three episodes that aren't direct three-parters, but sort of form a finale unit. Yeah. Where like Peter's in the hospital, he doesn't know what to do. He goes to the chapel. I love to see a man of fa- uh, science try to be a man of faith in times of desperation. And like Astrid helps pick him back up again and get him back into experimenting, and they're able to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, yeah. I j- j- the man. I just the show is just completely fascinating. Like we, yeah. we've, we've barely even talked about the like future episode yeah. that they do here. And the, the, the interesting choices they make with that, uh, that, uh, Olivia's niece has joined the yeah. fringe team, which if you didn't recognize her, she's the friend from the leftovers. Yes. Yes, uh, in season one there, and I also think I just saw her in um, in Boardwalk Empire. Oh, good. Uh, she's in 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 that one too. But she, yeah, she grows up to be a fringe member. Um, we we in this 
future it is the alternate universe that got destroyed and the main one survives but now it's decaying so much that it's kind of turning into what that alternate universe used to be uh and Walternate in like a last minute desperation thing came over onto the main universe to try and stop it and got stuck there now that his mm. universe is mm. dis- destroyed. They, they make some interesting cho- choices yeah. with that. Um, but there's just there's so much to talk about with this. Yeah. One. Um, I love that the show gave us the full parallel universe and then it gives us a flash forward to our own prime canonical yeah. universe. It's the sort of uh, perhaps not things that will be, but may be only. Uh, and, and Peter can go back in time and stop. He's like been days of future past and like his consciousness travels to the yep, future. To not, this. not even going to lie. That's exactly how I would right. des- describe the universe. I was thinking about that as I was watching it. I was like, yeah, we're going to have to talk about the days of future past universe mm-hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great character stuff in this. Like Walter has been reinstitutionalized for his crimes against yeah. science and the universes. Yeah. And they need to get him back out again. And it's this echo to the pilot. Like he's his long hair and his beard. Shout out to John Noble. It seems like there's not a lot of difference between Peter who's 32 and Peter who's 47. <laughs> except for his except like for dad like haircut. Slightly graying right. hair. Yeah, yeah. He's got like action figure hair. He looks like a G.I. Joe. But like John Noble playing the slight differences between like a man who's 68 and a man who's like 83. He does a great job and they like pull him out of the institution. They take him back to his old lab and he's like, where's my stuff? And they're like, we had to sell your stuff. And he's like, where's Astrid? Like Astrid's a full team member now. Astrid's a busy agent. And you see him really think about maybe for the first time ever. Everything Astrid could have been doing when she wasn't with him. Yeah. He seems really affected that he like took so much of this woman's life and career away. Yeah. I love I love the Astrid and Walter dynamic. I like that we get this platonic relationship that isn't like he's not her direct mentor. She doesn't want to grow up to be him. They just have to be together in this caretaker, caretake e relationship and they they bond so well. They really love each other. Mm-hmm. I love the. I think it's in the LSD episode where he keeps getting her name wrong and she retaliates and calls him Wally and he just looks at her surprised. <laughs> I also love in this in this timeline where things went so bad. Um, it, it, it would have been when Ella was like eight years old. And now that she's an adult, she's like, I don't really remember the before times. But she's there in the lab with Walter and she's like, all I remember is that cow. That cow had kind eyes. And Walter gets so emotional and he says, my Jean, she did have kind eyes. And that moment really touched me. The cow has been here since episode one. We've always had Jean the cow in the back corner of the lab. We see her. The people will be like brushing her, feeding her. There are scenes where somebody new comes to the lab and they're like, a cow? They, they but- consider 
putting William Bezabel <laughs> in the cow and like putting his consciousness and he's like, it might have been have too to far. You. <laughs> but it's like, but we'll I get Astrid to do it. <laughs> I love that the show takes a moment to attach emotion to Gene the cow. Emotion besides bewilderment that Gene the cow is even there. It's I I like that she has made as much of an impact on Walter. Like he's affection for her the same way he's affection for for Peter and Olivia and Astrid yeah. and everybody. My Gene, he thinks back on her so fondly. Yeah, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Good show indeed. Um, I don't know if I have much more that I really want to ah. bring up. I just Is want to there... bring up two things real quick. Uh, okay. Brief appearance by Jorge Garcia. Yes, we did get that cameo. This, I'm this in the middle another... of watching Lost again yeah. for my like sixth time, uh, but it's my girlfriend's first time. And so, yeah, it's nice to see him get a cameo in this show and he gets to get high with Walter. It's great. This this is another surprising turn where after Bell died in the season two finale, he there's like a reading of the will. Uh, it, he has a magic bell with his soul inside it. And that's how his soul gets into Olivia. But like he leaves Walter massive dynamic and you don't get as many ripple effects from that as you think you would have. Like I spent the rest of the season asking, OK, is Walter rich now? Like, does he like what of the company does he have? What do you mean he has massive dynamic? I know he can like go there and like sort of use their lab space, use their resources, know everything that they know. Brandon basically I mean, if, works if, for Walter now. If he's the but, like, CEO, then yeah, he he would be making bank. Right. I, w- I was waiting for that. Like, are you guys going to get, you know, buy a new house? But I wanted him to show up with like gold chains or something. I'm like, <laughs> what does what does the Bishop family with millions and millions of dollars look like? Show I me just this. Imagine place. him with like a flavor flav, like giant gold chain, Walter with the with the, with the hat on like <laughs> sideways, right? <laughs> I want him to like build some like mobile lab in a very fancy extravagant van that they drive right. around you, in. You know those, buy, those like, memes of vision when when they when they had him in the like gold chains <laughs> and the Rag. It's that, but it's Walter. <laughs> right. Astrid once offhandedly mentioned how she wanted a pony when she was little, and Walter buys her like a full horse. It's just in the lab, and they have to right. work around. I wanted that. We never got that. She should be making bank. Yeah. That's right. Show that me this, even please. Mention that. Uh, and yeah. the final thing I want to mention is just the word vagenda. <laughs> yep. Her vagenda. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. There, there, there is, there's a lot to talk about in this show. I think this is also mm-hmm. the like it's there. There is so much in this show that I think you forget that. Hey, there are these observers here. Like yeah. they, 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 and they are he, here in this season. They, they get some some bits here and there, but you kind of forget about them in this season. Um. And it, it is interesting because they're such like they're still such an enigma 
in this show that you don't really know what they're there for yet. Um, and I, I will say you do learn a little bit more about them as the show continues. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're almost non-existent in this season, uh, mm-hmm. which is an, an interesting thing. I, I lied. I've got one more thing I want to talk about briefly. <clears throat> and it is the flashback episode back to 1985 where we see Walter experimenting on Olivia, trying to bring out her psychic powers, trying to connect her back to the other universe. We see that her and Peter mm, met yeah. once when they were kids. Uh, and apparently no, none of them, them and Walter, nobody has remembered that this happened. <laughs> it's something that kind of, this is one of those things that I looked at and I really liked, but I could see how other people think it is way too corny that these two characters met and bonded once when they were younger. But it does so much for these character arcs. We see that yeah. Peter has been over in this universe for like two months and he's fighting back against it. He's like, that's not my dad. You're not my mom. I don't live here. I need to go home. And then like he, he goes to work with Walter. He goes to the lab. He like sees Olivia through a window and they smile at each other and she gets scared from the experiments and she runs away. And he's like looking through her, her journal and he finds this drawing of this field of white tulips that imagery comes back mm-hmm. he goes there and he finds her and he's talking to her and he says my mom and then he stops because you know he's like well that's not really my mom but you can see that he thinks what am i gonna do tell this nice girl i just met i don't think my mom's my real mom because i'm from another dimension he's like my mom my mother has said like he leans into the lie to to make this impression on Olivia. And that's sort of the first he's he kind of chooses the universe at that time. She is an instigator in him choosing this universe, something that he's going to mm-hmm. continue to do 20, 25 years down the line. And you see that he's his parents are still like, you know, the universe A, Walter and Elizabeth are still lying to him and he's fighting back and did he the accepting like telling olivia my mother and not the woman who says she's my mother is him starting to accept the lie except oh no peter you were sick for a long time you got confused you're not remembering this correctly and you see how that sets up his relationship with faux olivia where he's like i see that something's different and she's like it, it is different yes uh it's different on purpose and he's like mm-hmm. okay i i I, I have some hesitations, but I will accept this mm. and I will accept you and I accept this universal truth that I am being presented with. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, It, it may be unnecessary, but it fits yeah. with all of this yeah. stuff because we know yeah. that he doesn't remember his childhood. We know that Olivia doesn't really remember her childhood just because of all the traumatic stuff that they went th- through. So it it fits that they could have met and just don't remember it. Right. Peter, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Walter also kind of d- 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 doesn't necessarily remember all the experiments because he's had portions of his mm-hmm. brain taken out. He's been in a mental institution for 17 years. Right. Um, like th- th- there's all sorts of stuff that make it so that there is this kind of b- b- blank spot uh in in their lives or we don't really know what exactly happened mm-hmm. 
stuff like that. But but um, yeah, I yeah, this is a good good show, good fun show. Yeah, I think it's got a a real good handle on what it's doing. Like it has a a good memory for what it's done in the past, how it can build on that, how it can purposefully, meaningfully repeat itself, how it can take advantage of the genre and the format that it's in. It handles itself really well, and it is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, I think that about does it then for our discussion mm-hmm. on season three of Fringe. Uh, do we have an update on oh, bingo? Let me see. Bingo. I'm pulling my bingo card up and let me switch us over to bingo. Say it with me. B- B- oh, man, the thing is not even popping up on screen. B-I-N-G, no, more like it. So I don't know why it's not popping up on screen. It should be, but it's not. Let's see. I don't think, do we have a begin human trials? Oh, we... I uh, we don't have we get something so close with Walternet being like I'm not experimenting on children I'm not doing our own cortexafan trials over here like other Walter did uh, until he has this grandson with Peter's DNA and he's like give me some <laughs> I want a grandson now accelerator pregnancy grandson today <laughs> take my take the kid's blood we're gonna use it to power up this machine um hmm. They don't meet themselves thanks to time travel. They meet themselves thanks to an alternate universe. Yeah. Um, We don't really have breaking the rules of time travel because it's a it's a days of future past, which is like consciousness traveling. I don't think that exactly fits. I don't think we got a needle fight for. Uh huh. Mysterious scar. Yeah. In in the future days of future past yeah Doyle's has like a cybernetic eye or, or yeah. just like he has the, like it and they they don't mention I, it they don't talk it, it is this like what happened to you i wasn't um, sure if that was like a cataract if that was meant to be a signal of age or a signal of a it could be all plot relevant accident or injury yeah i couldn't immediately tell oh this is but that's why it's mysterious we don't know they don't address it it does like it could be that he's blind in one eye it could be Mm. kind of cybernetic implant i mean we've seen all of the like science and technology that they do right it might help him have all the information and files up on his, his eye we don't know exactly but yeah, it is this like, what happened to you? It doesn't here. like Alt Charlie have a scar. Doesn't Alt Charlie have a scar? I don't remember. I feel like somebody over there has a weird scar. Um. Well, there's the what's his name that got all bur- bur- burned right. and has to do yeah. that. We. I got to shout that out also. Like the physical makeup on the show is incredible. Real burnt to a crisp Lincoln Lee at the end of yeah. last season, beginning of the season. Tremendous. And the slow progression of him healing, I think, was really well done. So 
should we at least mark down mysterious scar did you think broils eyeball counts i i feel like i don't know enough about it like i said i looked at it and i'm like oh it's the cataract he's just old like i i don't know okay. exactly how to read that thing okay okay then maybe we wait and We've, hold off on that one then we're young in the year we've got room for everything okay that's fair that's a good point um we'll 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 wait on that one um which means i i don't think we have a, well so you have expository art on there we do have the drawing of peter i don't know it, no, would you count no. that as expository what i meant uh under expository art was things like in Shang-Chi, where they go to Talo and there's those sculptures telling you the history the of Talo. Yeah. Or like in Guardians 2, where they go on Ego's ship and he's got the like kinetic Museum ceramics that tell thing, yeah. the history. Right. That's what I mean by expository art. It, okay. it is historic exposition that is revealed by in-universe artworks. Well, there you go. Uh, if that's the case, I don't think we have any kind of update yeah. on Bingo. Um, so I will close that down. Uh, once again, we don't really do recommendations as we are covering our month to month thing, except for the first time and the last time. Um, yeah. So we will skip recommendations for now. Melissa, do you want to tell people what we will be covering this next week here on the show? Yes. Next week, we will be recording it over Fourth of July weekend, and we will be watching National Treasure and National Treasure Book of Secrets. We realized earlier this year we've never talked about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And when I saw that I had a pitch coming up for this weekend, I did not even bother with other pitches. It was like... <laughs> It feels like it ought to be national treasure. If you deny this for any reason, I can come up with other things, but national treasure. But how dare you deny national treasure? <laughs> it is what it is. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So that's what we will be doing for this next week. Uh, I know that one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, go watch it. And then we will be back here this next week to record it and discuss it. Mm -hmm. uh, all that good stuff. Um, that's what we'll be up to this next week. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Our most recent episode was for Pride Month, and we watched the 90s anime Revolutionary Girl Utena. Which there had been on my list to check out for a long time. I remember reading about it in An America magazine as a kid. A fascinating one. Did 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 you guys watch the whole thing or did you just oh, watch no. like we only, portions? For this show, we only talk about two or three episodes of something. So we just watched okay. the first two episodes. Gotcha. It's a really interesting, stylish, dreamy show about this girl Ooh, who man. Wants to grow up to be a prince, not a boy, but a prince to behave like a prince, to dress like a prince. And she goes to this mysterious boarding school and like gets in a sword fighting duel with the student council. And they're like, you're top duelist now. You've won a bride. It's like, what? And they're like, a bride. 
Top Duelist gets a bride. This is your wife now. Yeah, that show. I, so I've seen it all the way through once. I don't think I understood everything that happened yeah. in that show. It it's is a weird one. Bananas. It is bonkers. Way it, weirder it than like, I expected. If if Neon Genesis Evangelion is the like really weird anime that deconstructs the like mecha genre and deals with all the like psychological trauma that these young children go through to jump in these giant robots and destroy planets and armies and all the who knows what uh this is an anime that really dives into the psychological aspects of like magical girl anime and yeah it's it is a trip it is wild um so good stuff good stuff uh you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would mean the world to us. And yeah, I think that wraps us up for number 211 of The Whatnots Review Show. So thank you for checking this one out. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.